wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. We're back. Once again. Movie Mayhem Podcast, your boys, Matt. Right. And we are coming to the tail end, the caboose mm-hmm. of season five. That's right. Time to stay alive. We're not. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're... season five's about to yeah. die, so. Yeah, it's about to die. Yeah. Well, After we got to. It's been a long season. It's a Game of Thrones length season. Yep. But uh, but you know what? That's it. If you guys kept asking for more, we couldn't say no to you. We're no, enablers. No. You know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're. we're... We're beasts of our own burden. We, we couldn't put you on the right path. No. Nope. But uh, the path to recovery. But now you'll have it for like a week. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we'll get um, you fixed, junkie. No days off. <laughs> Zero days off. Uh, so, to finish off season five. Well, not finish off, but right. you know. To come to close within to the, it. Within the final death breaths of... Yeah, the final lap. Yeah. There have been some movies that I've been wanting to watch or I've been wanting to watch again. That have you know that have meant the world to me. Right. You know, uh, growing up, you know, very influential, very uh, a, a staple mm-hmm. in my cinematic, uh, you know, upbringing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I know you have Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. You have you know all, pretty much any Spielberg movie. Yeah. You know, you have for some reason Buckaroo Banzai. Hey. You know, you you got there are these movies that just you know they have a special place. Right. Yeah. Right. You, know, you know, I got Die Hard. I got. T2, mm-hmm. you know, I got The Matrix, right. and... We haven't done that one yet. We haven't done that one yet. It's been brought up, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally... I'm I feel down. like that, that'd be one of those movies that people would fight to be on for. Yeah, it's a milestone. Yeah. For sure. Like, yeah, I like The Matrix. I don't like The Matrix. I, I can think of, like, three people off the yeah. top of my head that would want to come in for it. I know, yeah. Um, but today, we are going to do the movie that uh, defined six-year-old Matt. They say, they say. that... Humans are most influenced by the movies and experiences that they have at around age six. I, they I, all say that. I guess so. Every one of them. And I, when I was six, saw Rush Hour. Oh, Ooh, boy. boy. Here we go. Hell yeah. Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, a fish out of water, a smart talking cat. You know, there's get paired together and nobody thought they would be be able to succeed to save Su Young, Councilman Han's daughter. But oh man, do they come together and it is one of the it is in my it is my favorite buddy cop movie. Period. I like it more than Bad Boys Two. I like it more than Lethal Weapon. Ooh. And I love Bad Boys Two and Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I put Rush Hour above them. It might be because I just watched Rush Hour, but I put Rush Hour above Damn, them all. You still just open up that well and it's like, yeah, these, these waters still are deep. Yeah. Well, oh these... yeah. Oh yeah. These <laughs> colors are still running. <laughs> they are. They are more. My engine's still revs. It's a deeper red than Jackie Chan's tie. Ooh, it is. That's a deep red. It's a deep red. But, oh, man, the movie's got everything I love. It's got Jackie Chan. Mm. It's got smart talking, you know, quick shooting, you know. Tom Wilkinson. Tom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, oh, man, it's got, you know, just the, the chemistry between the two leads. You know, it's not a perfect movie. No. But I would never call this a bad movie. I will, if you, if I see this on, I will be late to my own wedding to make sure I see it to the end. It's like, what other movie is that? We, like, we, uh, Pri- Saving Private Ryan. Same, yeah. A four hour long movie that we, <laughs> if we come in at D-Day, we have to watch it until, until Matt Damon gets rescued. That's true. You know? We have to earn this. You gotta, <laughs> earn what? This. what? Earn this. Earn this. Now, Brian. This movie was not nearly as influential in your life. No, I mean, I was a little bit older yeah. when this came out. 98, yeah. I was 13. Yeah. So, I mean, this, I mean, it had everything a 13-year-old boy could want, mm-hmm. except boobies. No boobies. No boobies, which, mm. for a Brett Ratner film, 
Shocking. Definitely evolved. This is this is the pinnacle of a Brett Ratner film. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then watching it again because I remember being hyped about it as a kid mm-hmm. when it came out, mm-hmm. and like for a while when it was on like Stars or HBO or yeah. whatever it was on or Encore, um, and I was like, like it's a it's a fun movie, it's a really fun movie, but now watching it again, going like, wow, it definitely it should have been directed by a different person. Problematic as fuck. I mean, oh. no. I mean, obviously that was. You mean the actual direction? I was, uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, obviously, it it is. Every time they're going into it, like an Asian-based area, they play a song. Kind like, of, like, it's like, yeah, oh, like every time, like it's, every time, exactly. Because you know, Chris Rock, Chris Tucker's character is racist. Oh you my know? god, a hundred percent. But he's he's a flawed character he's right. his whole thing is that he's ignorant he's an imbecile yes you know so it kind of makes sense but when the actual movie yeah. <laughs> hits you with the gong you right. know oh, yeah. then 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 yeah yeah then it gets to be then you're wondering yeah. like yeah like what 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 card to be dealing said, with it's a late 90s um kind of like i don't want to say soft racism but it's definitely like oh dude like, casual like, mm-hmm. it's like okay Enough. Like, uh, all right. All right. Like, there's like. All right, Brett. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Brett hasn't interacted with enough Asian people. Yeah. You know. It's definitely not written by an Asian guy or a black guy. No. (laughs) But I don't feel like Chris Tucker was going off the script anyway. Yeah. 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 I feel that because sometimes Chris Tucker, in as a leading man, is sometimes tough to take. He's a lot, but especially in this character, right? But when he's like Ruby Rose in the Fifth Element. It's like, oh, oh like, like a little, man. Like a little bit of Chris Tucker's like, okay, like... Ruby! 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 It's like, okay. It's like, it's like he's jarring because the tone is like kind of serious at that point and then you meet him. It's like, whoa! Yeah. Like, here's this guy. But then it's like this whole movie, like, you know, he's... He's a lot. He's a lot. He's a lot. His character is, is he's high energy. He's high pitched. Yeah. You know, and he's abrasive. He is. But that's the thing. He grows throughout the movie. You know, he be Yeah, he becomes he matures a little bit. He matures, you know? He he starts off as a flawed person. He's a he's the only LAPD cop to work without a partner. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He's uh fast talking, he's gun he's whipping out the guns. He has sixteen guns in that jacket pocket. He's a cowboy, man. Yeah. And and and, you know, yeah, he's annoying. Mm -hmm. You know, for sure. And sometimes, you know, through, through the movie, it's just like, come on, man. Just, like, just just chill a little bit. But there are other times where, like, uh, he uses that quick talking, you know, like, yeah. a thousand words a minute. And it's like, oh, that was actually kind of impressive, you know? Oh, yeah, because sometimes when he gets to use it as a strategy, like, yeah. it, it distracts people. Like, right. That's yeah, really good. Yeah, because, you know, he, he, I feel like you need him in this movie, even though he's too much, because... Jackie, and when he made this film, as he did not speak English at the time, mm-hmm. um, and his character, while he does amazing things physically, is does not change much throughout the movie. He starts off a little more, I guess, um, uh, optimistic, a little more naive, a little more straight laced, and then maybe he loosens up a bit. But as far as like his how that affects the plot and right. stuff, not really different. He's always just like Su Young, you know, I have I, to save Su Young. I feel like they're always they, like they're both dancing around like the systemic racism pool. It's like oh, he's Jackie Chan, you're the you're the big cop out in China, but we're coming into New York. Uh, sorry, yeah, he's into, a fish out of water. Coming into the United uh, States yeah. here, you know, with these two white guys running the show. Yeah, and they're and they're, yeah. and they're and on their own also pretty incompetent. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they're, they're your standard incompetent, uh, like lead detectives. Yeah, they're overconfident. Yep. You know, they think everything's don't given... get in my way. Yeah, you know? yeah, they think that everything they have is superior. That every criminal is is an imbecile, yep. and so you know any. I so, wrote the book. I'm being a criminal. Right. right so yeah. like, oh, we trace them to this rundown building. How could it go wrong? Read. We trace them here. Right, you know, yeah. we we can't be wrong. You know. Or like we don't need we don't need this guy coming in to get in my way. What could he know that we don't know? Right. You know. So it's uh, and it's also kind of like for fifty million dollars. Why would you be in this building? Although yeah, although the the, fifty million dollars. Who do you think you got, Chelsea Clinton? Right. That kills me. Still gets to today. (laughs) Oh my god, just to you know, 
It's how inappropriate it is. Um, but you know, <laughs> for the situation he was in, that's, that's how you can tell how nineties it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to go by the uh, you got to go references. by the the the, the, pre- the president's daughter at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know it the movie for me it's just tons of quotes. You know, we still I still throw out with my brother. You know, uh, I, I can, you can't know that's G fourteen classified actually. You know? <laughs> You know, oh my god when we were kids like we were always screaming do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth we would throw that out i feel all that the was time. huge huge that was so that, that was like that was kind of ubiquitous right yeah, that wasn't just that, us. that that was that translated that, yeah. that that like hit to the streets yeah because <laughs> like i remember memorial junior high school everyone was just like dude like, like shut up because that's where i was like shut the fuck up yeah yeah of like, course i have like such a like a a short limit for catchphrases mm-hmm. where it's like if it's a good one i'll be okay with it but then when you start using it too much it's like just shut the fuck up oh, when it's care. lame people using it right you know yeah yeah like if it's my teachers like do you want to say the words that are coming out of my mouth no. it's like are you fuck you <laughs> yeah what are you trying to do be are you trying yeah. to be cool or something get the fuck out of here yeah. fuck you I don't know. If fucking Nigel wants to wants yeah. us to, if we know, asking us if we know what he's cooking, if yeah, we right. can smell what he's cooking, yeah, like, right. yeah. no Nigel, you fucking Because that's the bottom line. Yeah, Miss So and So said right. I was like, like oh, shut up. Oh God, it's like ruining Stone Cold. Come on, <laughs> you know. But just among like my brothers and my friend, my brother and my friends, like it was just so many things we would just throw. Don't you ever touch a black man radio? None of us are black, but you know, it's right, yeah. yeah. But well, it's we, like, I can't say that. Yeah, well, I mean, you could, just yeah. maybe not in reference to yourself. I thought, uh, <laughs> I was like, what was it? I touch a black man's radio or mine. Yeah. Just don't touch mine either. Just please. Yeah, <laughs> just do me a favor. I thought the, uh, the fight scene in the pool hall. Yeah. Where Jackie Chan's, like, he's, like, says, like, what's up? I was like, yeah. this is the most justified Jackie Chan fight scene I think I've ever seen. Right. It's right. Like, it's pretty one-sided here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, in, I'm in agreement with them, Jackie. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you look at this guy. He's clearly not from here. He clearly doesn't know what he means. Right. You know, educate him. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> take him aside. Like, listen, man. Not, not, no. It's okay. It was. Uh, we were kind of cool with it when he did it. Honestly, we didn't even like it then. Yeah. But I, I really don't think it, if you, it's, a, it's appropriate for you to it's use that. It's not your word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those those kind yeah. of politics were not in a, in existence and it, in '98. Exa- and it's like that's the the soft hand of a Brett Ratner, mm-hmm. where he's just like, yeah, this is how I'm gonna say it. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have my like. This is way before Quentin Tarantino started like, yeah, saying it. Like, I'm just going to have this guy that doesn't know better say yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to fucking say it. I'm going to say it. He's probably super fucking excited about it. Right. It's like his favorite scene. He's on, he's on set, giddy. Yeah. Just like jerking off in front of the yeah, yeah. He's like, yes. Can't fucking wait to do this. He's yeah. A fu- he's a fucking like sick bastard. He's a, he's a creep. Yeah. He's a creep. But he made one good film. And it was Rush Hour. It was... Not even the whole trilogy, huh? Nope. I mean, two is okay, right. but it's not. It does, for me, it's not as good as one. Yeah, Could and then three that. is three is not really right. good at all. And you could tell, like, you could definitely tell, like, at the time, how different this was shot compared to anything in the future, mm-hmm. like any like American, like there were long cuts. Yeah, you got to see a lot of things, all the things that we were talking about with like Rumble in the Bronx, like That's, how, yeah, absolutely. Like this was a Jackie Chan movie. Like I'm pretty sure Jackie Chan was had. Was very like, because Brett. I think at the time Brett Renner didn't really have a lot behind him, mm. so he didn't have like any like. He didn't have X three. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. Have, yeah, he didn't have. He didn't have X three in his pocket. So he's like. So they were probably just like. Jackie came on. Is like this is what we're doing. Right, and I appreciate Brett Point Ratner deferring to Jackie because the action is very Jackie. Yeah. Like, you know, he always starts at a disadvantage. You know, long cuts. He uses his environment. You know, and it's it works really well. Like everything from starting the fight chained to a steering wheel, yeah. starting the fight um, while you're trying to balance priceless like artifacts. You know, starting the fight ambushed, uh, outnumbered with uh, against like pool sticks in a pool hall. Right. You know, with a with a serving tray with a you know. Yeah. You're just, you're just coming in, like like LAPD, yeah. and he drops his uh, and he drops <laughs> yeah. the badge. You know, 
Hey, that that joke was great to me. He shows him the the picture with the fro, and he's like, "This will never work. I'm not six one, you know." And it's just, yeah, Jackie was a stunt coordinator. Of course, and that's why it's good. Yeah, that's why you once let you take it Jackie out of his hands. work. Yeah, yeah. Once you take it out of his hands, you're not gonna get a good a good show. You know, he did some amazing stunt work. Even in the first scene, those two, those two, uh, like crates coming together, right? And he has to scale oh, them yeah. both oh, before they crush him. Dude. Oh my god, when I saw it, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. Even some of the smooth things, like dismantling a gun with one hand, right. or like catching it with his feet and flicking it up to his hands with the holster, <laughs> or like just sliding into uh, Chris Tucker's car. Right. And he's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. You know, it's just, oh man. It just, um, he does so many, so many smooth, cool things. All his disarmings, like the whole disarming, like, like back and forth. Yeah. I mean, and talk about a montage. Right. You got war playing, right? Yeah. That, and that's where I felt like in a better, in better hands, this montage would have been memorable. I, I, I thought it was nice. And I think it, it's I good, liked but it. like, yeah. it's not like, you know, one of the better montages. Like, it I, could be. Like, this is like a blending of worlds. It was just like two kind of dudes just standing there. What would you have them do? Because they are staking out the place. I know. Um, they can't be doing a great job if they're goofing off like that. But, yeah, you know. they're also, <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, they are staking out the place. They are on the main street. And then they are just, like, openly wheeling guns. I'm saying. L.A. in the 90s, man. But, like, so empty. So, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so empty. Chris Tucker brandished his gun in front of civilians. Yeah, it's not one of the for, most like, like without an immediate threat at least seven times in the movie. Yeah, it's not like one of the most well populated cities, especially <laughs> you know in Chinatown, which is one of the most denser populations. Nope. You know, empty streets. Empty streets. Empty, wide open. I mean, you... it was nighttime, but still. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think uh, L.A. has such a like a lively nightlife is like a like a kansas or a, or a topeka well they do the same thing <laughs> no, in topeka new york kansas. all the time you see oh, yeah. it's like you will never find second avenue like that but of course you know the whole street's blocked off right for this guy to do his like romantic gesture to this girl or you know for these for this guy to like do this deal here mm-hmm. and it's like that's that block you'll never you'll never not find a, someone on that block you know right so it, it's something like that see like i would replace the gun with the the chinese food and so, like, they, like, because it kind of, like, because you have the Chinese food carton, and you could just kind of, like, because then you could kind of, like, do the same thing. Uh, you couldn't turn it upside down and twist it. <laughs> Put the top down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, you just, like, well, have the thing to... is, it comes in handy after, though, because right. then uh, Carter does it right. uh, and the guy behind the van. So, there is some. But still, like, it would have been funnier to be, like, he learned that from grabbing. A carton of camel's hump, yeah, camel's hump, yeah, <laughs> or like fried rice, like it's yeah. like it's like it's funnier because it's like the it's that that opposite thing, like you know, like uh, it's like when people use like a real gun after using a video game gun, it's like oh, it's just like a real thing, oh, like you know, shit like that, yeah, okay, it's like whoa, yeah. like that, okay, yeah. I'm just I'm just saying, yeah. just saying, don't we open like and that's how, and also that's a very ninety eight thing to do, just openly flippantly use your gun absolutely yeah. it was good it was simple times back then yep those were the good old days good old days yeah man nowadays cops you know they don't they cops don't... just beat you up <laughs> yeah they'll just take out your gun and, and and shoot you with it you know instead of just practicing disarming like thugs and criminals with it you know right i, I don't know i i for me i guess the thing with the buddy cop movie is that there is that it's the same thing with the world war ii movie you know, it's that nostalgia of, you know, the good guys were the good guys and the bad guys were the bad guys. Okay. Now, those lines are blurred so much, you know, some cops are good guys, some cops are bad guys. The government is, you, yeah. is, uh, is like, entirely bad. You know, like, you can't, like, you can't, America hasn't been the good guy in so long, you yeah. know? And, um, and that kind of sours, you know, any, any movie they make that you know tries to paint that classic image okay but back in 98 you know if we're when you were a kid the right. cops were the good guys you know uh, yeah. when you were a kid no i i totally get that you know so for me for me i feel like yeah they're doing things that cops shouldn't be doing and maybe that's actually is a bad influence on a lot of the people that turn out to be bad cops now right you know but 
I, I think uh, they weren't watching Rush Hour back then. Those they were watching Batman. <laughs> they were watching Batman. Because all, all shitty violent cops, what's their favorite superhero? Batman. Or the Punisher. Or the Punisher. Right. Yep. Batman or the Punisher. Yeah. Anytime you see the Punisher logo with the stripes. Yeah. It's like, no. No. Not, not the that Chris, one. The Chris Kyle version? Yeah. Yeah. On top of a... Uh, 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 like a the 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 American flag that's got like the blue line through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll have that at the background to the Punisher logo. Ugh. Yeah, such a strong image of like, ooh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. It's, yeah. You know why? Uh, again, I, I've talked about this before. I think right. on the podcast. You, any Jackie Chan movie is going to resonate with me. Yeah, because Jackie Chan's a fantastic actor. He's fantastic. And he's fantastic at what he does. He's amazing. Yeah. But this Jackie Chan specifically. With the slick back hair. Was this your first Jackie Chan movie? Probably. Is that maybe why? Cause it was it, like, probably my first one. Entered the Chan? Entered the Chan. And uh, around this time, Jackie was... Well, I mean, you know, now he is too, but right. Jackie is the same age as my dad. Oh. And uh, my dad, you know, in 98, I mean, still, thick accent, you know, like uh, straight-laced you know, he, 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 Jackie just reminded me a lot of my dad. Okay. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You just like, you know, like, I don't want trouble. And then just like, you know, beating the shit out of people. Your, your dad was known to, to whoop people's asses. Yeah, the mine. Wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and my brother. <laughs> you know, and uh, he's just, my dad Damn, was like, always someone that's... And your dad just comes in with a steering wheel. <laughs> 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 don't move. <laughs> <laughs> God <damn. laughs> And like the way they walk is also, and my dad's short. It's just like I don't, you know what was funny when I was watching it, and there were the chasing scene when they were chasing Sang through the the alleyways. Yeah, uh, you could tell Jackie runs very bottom foot heavy, like blocky, he, right? Like, like yeah, he hits both bottom feet while like Tucker kind of runs on his tippy toes, like an athlete. Yeah, yeah. and it's like wow, like. Jack, yeah, Jackie Chan does not run very aerodynamically. No, he runs it's, very like he runs like forward. comically almost. Like yeah. he's a he's a completely upright. Mm-hmm. He runs like my brother. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we my brothers played football with us a bunch. Right. But he runs like he doesn't look back after two steps. No, <laughs> just straight forward. <laughs> the thing is, he doesn't expect the target right. or to even catch the ball that he just you know we focus on running the route and then if i get that far all, <laughs> all i need you to do is just acknowledge that i'm there That's he's like me. let me try to get this cut yeah and then i'll work on right. catching the ball but um yeah and that like my dad you know he he like, they also walk they walk like the same because my dad has had some back problems mm-hmm. and uh it's just they are the same complexion my dad had the same hair back then and they were both good-natured but like totally willing to beat your ass. You know, my dad is yeah. a lot angrier like than a Jackie Chan. Tornado of fists. Yeah, yeah. Right and so for that, it was, it was, it like I could always relate a bit to watching Jackie Chan. It felt like watching my dad. Okay. You know, so. No, that's that's fair. I mean, and like... same with Chris Tucker, exactly like my mom, just talks all the time, lies a lot. You know, just, <laughs> Damn. You know, just like a childish uh, taking shots at Mama Taylor. Mama Taylor, man. You know, she's. Right. She's 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 my favorite four year old. She's your favorite Chris Tucker character. She is, she is. But now my sister is, has become Chris Tucker. Oh no! Time. My sister is Chris Tucker. She just fast talking, loud, high pitched, uh, you know, stiffing her foot in her mouth, just all the time. Damn. My sister just is just a joke, a clown. Right? <laughs> my sister's a clown. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but you know, so it it's just um. I don't know, man. Something about watching Jackie go, and then him being a cop in L.A. and 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 maybe it is because it was my first one because okay. I he, he's obviously done more impressive things in his Chinese movies, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I don't know. I feel like it works. Hmm. I'm thinking this one is is a Jackie Chan movie with an American plot mm-hmm. that works because a lot of his Chinese movies are just like. Journey. Get to the next fight scene. Right. You know, like, little, Rumble uh, in the Bronx was a, it was a good movie, but it was a lot of, like, I guess we're just waiting here for the next fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, the acting's really bad. Yeah. You know, like... It's dubbed. Everything is dubbed Everything's over. dubbed. The budget all went to the action scenes. Yep. You know, and this is the kind of in-between. It's like, why is the bad guys hanging out inside of a refrigerator factory? Yeah. Oh, because that's where the fight's gonna take Exactly. Place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Everything's just a setup for the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh... I wonder this, what, like, 
like scouting location like location scouting is with Jackie Chan. Like you bring him in, it's like, huh? Yeah. Uh-uh. I can't hit people with doors here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I feel like he comes with like a U-Haul and just brings household objects right. into the warehouse. He's <laughs> just like, we'll put a fridge here. You know, we'll put a pool table here. Give me 12 fridges in a row. Yeah. I've been Give wanting me. to fight with a ceiling fan, so we'll just put a ceiling fan up there. You know? Give me a pinball machine without the yeah, glass yeah. cover. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, uh, you know, we'll take a seesaw from the playground, put it right in that corner. Right. You know, I've been working on some good seesaw stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you know that oil rig uh, thing that goes up and down? Yeah. Let's put that over here with some sandbags, and we're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's just a... Classic New York apartment. <laughs> he does so many amazing things, Jackie Chan. But, uh... But yeah, but Rush Hour for me is like the is peak Jackie okay. because it's right before American movies started ruining Jackie. Jackie. And yeah. I think ruining action to begin with. Because yeah. like action kind of felt like this thing where I mean, yeah, like the budgets were kind of high. Actually, this budget was 33 million dollars. That's kind of high for back then. For back in that Especially like, when Jackie, he's not this established Jackie. Right. He wasn't established. Your Rumble in the Bronx was great in the Kung Fu community, but, but your general audience didn't know Jackie until exactly, Rush yeah. Hour. So, like, yeah, like, it wasn't, like, super, like, oh, it was $150 million to Rush Hour 1. No, it's, like, you, you kind of had to, like, prove yourself. Mm-hmm. And I checked, like, this made, so comparatively, so it was uh, 33, it, made, it was made for $33 million, and it made, in its time, Twenty two, uh, sorry, two hundred and twenty four. Atta boy, million. Ja- million. Yeah. Yeah, Jackie. Just in America. Yeah, Jackie. Imagine in. I don't even know if they played it in China. I don't. Cause that's the thing. I was trying to look it up in Box Office Mojo to see what it would. Yeah. Do, Cause I feel like this would have fucking banged out in China. Hell yeah. Like they would have went crazy. For Especially it. it's Jackie. Right. But for them, this must be watered down because yeah, you know like, Jackie's oh, some crazy shit. He's taking yeah. some time off in his old age. Uh, right. But yeah, like, Jackie. Yeah, Chris Tucker. <laughs> But yeah, like if you if you uh, so if you adjust it for inflation, like today, it would have made like it still would have made like a lot a lot more. Yeah, like, it would have made three hundred eighty million dollars domestically. Wow. Which you know now compared to like Marvel movies and everything, I think it would have been this definitely would have crawled if it came out now, and it was made for let's say fifty five million dollars. Right, we give it we give it twenty two million dollars more. Made for fifty five million dollars, and you're releasing it like now, it definitely would have crossed over five hundred million dollars, close to a billion, because of Jackie Chan's appeal, of Chris Tucker's appeal at the time, because he was coming off like Friday, he was yeah. coming off the fulfillment, like he was he was a growing star, right? Like, and I think he was doing some stand up as too. So, what? Uh, remind me again, what stopped Chris Tucker in his tracks, his career? I don't know. You know, maybe. Because, like, Rush Hour 2 happened, and he was good in that, too, and then... Then he that, just, like, stopped? That was it, yeah. You don't really see Chris Tucker anymore. Yeah. Um, like, did I don't know why he... Because, uh, you know, granted, he's always going to be the same character. Mm-hmm. You know, like, fast-talking, high-pitched, what, like, whatever. But he went from, you know, like, like a hood rat... So he, did a, he had a five-year-long break. So he did Rush Hour three, yeah, and then the next thing he came back for was Silver Linings Playbook. He was in Silver Linings. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah. But but even between Rush Hour two and three, I think that was an even bigger gap. Yeah, I think yeah. Hold on. Does he like just prefer not to work, or like not to act unless he has to, or is it like, or is something the matter? You know, or like, because I know I know is it like a Brendan Fraser kind of thing. You know, where the mummy comes out, the mummy returns comes out, and then you'll never see Brendan Fraser again. Well, I know, like, Brendan Fraser was, like, broken by those movies. Like, he his body was, like, broken. Mm. So he, like, t- I know he took some time off to heal up, but then also I, I think he had some, like, other personal issues. Uh, I think maybe Chris Tucker m- might have had the same thing, but without, like, the physicality of it. Right. Because I think, I think he... There's this... There is definitely, like, a dark underbelly of hollywood that we don't know of. right so it could have been like because that's my concern yeah, like he like pissed off the wrong person right yeah that's, that's what i'm thinking because I mean, like you know there he was on a meteoric rise on yeah. of like a 
Martin like he, Lawrence type. He could level. have been the the next Chris Rock. He could have been the first Kevin. Yeah, he could have been the next Chris Rock. Right. He could have been a uh, Kevin Hart before Kevin Hart. You know, I mean, obviously he didn't. He wasn't working as hard as Kevin Hart, but he could have been a Chris Rock. Yeah, you're right. Because Chris Rock did a couple good like big he was, comedies, he was, and then he did Lethal Weapon Four, yep. a buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he followed the same steps. Yeah, and Chris Rock was, and then kind of dove into a stand-up career right maybe that's maybe it took some five years to do more stand-up maybe maybe but you know i just uh you know i want the yeah what happened for chris what happened i want to know what happened yeah i wish i knew but uh it's where'd you go chris yeah exactly i don't actually i don't want to make it sound like a joke it could have been serious (laughs) could have been it could have been yeah because when he came back for rush hour three he was a little uh a little more a little more uh flushed out like yeah like physically oh he got fat he got a little fat yeah not fat at all but like you know he definitely wasn't the skinny uh you know tight jawed you know uh kid that was in rush hour that was in all his previous films <laughs> you know he definitely put on some weight yeah yeah not and i don't know if that has anything to do with it just kind of mentioning yeah I think it's it's uh it's curious it's curious i'm curious about it but mm. In any case. Oh, wow. Mm. On his Wikipedia, it says, Tucker is a devout Christian and no longer uses harsh profanity in his performances. Wow. Mm. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Yike. Uh, I mean, good for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a tough... That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's fine. <laughs> Also, so, um, there's a bunch of, there's, there's even more things in this movie that I can talk about. Yeah. Like things that, you know, it's like, like the one liners, you know, like the, uh, wipe yourself off, man. Right. You did. What a, <laughs> like what a, what a, oh, what a great comeback from, from halfway through the movie. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was definitely like, it was written well as an action movie. Yeah. Like there was a lot of like good callbacks. Yeah. I think I am. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I, I feel like I can't expect you to have the amount of hype that I have for this film. No, I'm, it's, yeah, it's unfair. Right. It's unfair to, to, to like, try to level our, our hypeness. Because right. this was a movie that I, you know, maybe saw, like, well after it came out and well after, like, the hype has died. But, like, this is something special to you. The hype is still alive for I me. was just I, trying I, to see what happened to Chris Tucker. I know. I, just... I personally... Hmm? can't can't see what you don't like about it because for me i'm not saying you don't like something about right, it no, yeah. you know it's but, also like how he said before like when you asked me when's the last time i watched it's like maybe 20 years ago yeah i know i know <laughs> it's been a few years for me too but that's the thing you did it i just between in that very influential age mm-hmm. from six to ten years old right constantly on, oh yeah it's, you know yeah um but yeah it's uh you know it, it's just something that I, I didn't realize that. I know everyone says, oh, Rush Hour, that's a good movie. But I just figured, like, this is... So everyone's and, on the same page, right? This is the greatest movie of all time? Like, we're all, <laughs> we're all, we're all in agreement? We're all in agreement yeah. here that, you know... Yeah, like, Rush Hour, Rush Hour, Rush Hour, Schindler's Lit. No, no, you, yeah, Ru- Rush Hour, yeah. Rush Hour, there we go. You know, just like... So, uh, now I, I just walk into a room and I'm just like, guys, Rush Hour, am I right? And, like, hey. yeah, and everyone's just kind of just like, oh, I, I, I like The Departed. You know, just, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wonder, because a lot of people don't, like, I don't think they, I think they like it, but I don't think they respect it and, as much and as they, they should. should. And they should respect this movie. Cause, but I think because of, like, the action and, like, some of the comedy definitely is, like, oh, this is standout good. Yeah. I think it loses a lot of, like... Because if you try to describe it to somebody who's never seen it, mm. right? Let's say you're describing it to one of these soy boy, you know, beta cucks that we all know. <laughs> Honestly, you say you're that, like, yeah, I know. but I don't know if, because we always say it ironically. I know, uh, to the so point, real. Yeah, <laughs> to the point that, like, I don't actually know who we're referring to when no, we say that. No, exactly. Like that's the thing. Like it's such a that's a bullshit term to be. It's a with. bullshit term, yeah. but we make it more bullshit. I know. So now we like. It's like PC gun mad. 
So yeah, so like, what do we? Who do we even mean by that now? Exactly. Do we mean hipsters? Do we mean people who yeah. use the word soy boy? Like, unironically. I think if you if you try to describe it to somebody who's like just now, right? You go like, oh, this movie was directed by Brett Ratner. Yeah, strike and one. Like, <laughs> no. Strike one. Sure. Okay. This movie. Uh, how are you with uh, worlds colliding? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. How are you with just ignorant racism? Uh, strike two. Uh, yeah, strike two. Because a lot of yeah, people, <laughs> a lot of people don't want to like sit through something like that. Yeah. Because if they like, if they, because they would feel bad about laughing about some of the jokes. Because a lot of a lot of Chris Tucker's like racism is it a is joke. Yeah, yeah. And it's and uh, you know it, we've come a long way since Crazy Rich Asians, and we just want we want to make sure everyone's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and that's the thing. I think if they were to make it now, it would definitely be like. Well, I don't think they could make this now. I think you can. It would be. I think it would have, be watered down. I think. I think you have, Aquafina as the American <laughs> Asian cop. Okay. And who's the fast talking, kind of like maybe can they fight kind of person. Sure. And then you have, uh, and you bring in. Uh, yeah, who are you bringing in? Yeah, who am I bringing in? Right. That's. Uh, the, yeah. Oh, there is no Jackie. There is no Jackie Chan equivalent. No. There is no like rising star that's known for how well they kick ass, but like haven't had. But like they're they're on the cusp of breaking out in the U.S. Maybe the guy from the raid, but I don't think so. No. You know. Yeah, you can't because he doesn't have the charisma no. that, and the comedy that Jackie Chan has. You could have done like uh, was it Donnie Wen, the guy from oh, Donnie Wayne? Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. Um, but then again, that's like just put him and Jackie Chan together. Yeah, and he's older. Yeah, he's older. Yeah. He's older now. Um. You um could, but you'd have to do something like, yeah. That's the thing. Mindy you know? Kaling as Chris. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, the, the big, a big, uh, a big, like, uh, what's the word? Point of conflict between mm-hmm. Carter and, and Lee is that they are, is the racism, is that right. they are from such different cultures, yeah. you know, and that one does not understand the other. Right, and so, uh, and that's why one one. If I had to point out a flaw in the movie, it's that Carter's really the only one that grows because he grows from he grows away from that ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, he respects Lee's uh, his background as a cop. He respects his food, like like the Chinese like Chinese food, Chinese like um, the Chinese like memorabilia, like you know, just he he yeah. gains an understanding, and he's still ignorant in all the other movies, but you know he he's. Uh, he's like not gonna poke fun at it as much right. anymore you know whereas like lee he's you know yeah maybe he's a little less naive he's a little more laid back you know but that was never really a character flaw yeah you know yeah lee lee was never like really presented as like he wasn't hard-boiled to a fault yeah he seemed like a nice guy yeah exactly he, he seemed like he's he seemed like his flow was he cared too much right but, but then that never gets taken yeah. he still cares you know yeah and it's it's I thought it was kind of funny like because it's these two cultures uh you know Chinese and and when you see Tom Wilkins and the the, the English bad guy mm-hmm. when they hug each other like him and uh, the the counselor hug each other I was like these are two very like emotionally withholding cultures and yet here they are hugging it out like bros yeah well Councilman Han in general I yeah. think like he's very emotional it's very seems. Soft. he's very soft very soft yeah um so and he's like did inspector lee and i like com- command commandeered all of these people our, all these artifacts ourselves it's like i don't think you did much yeah, you didn't you were just yeah. there you signed the papers yeah, yeah exactly and lee did like all the work yeah yeah is what is how i see that um also i think that's another flaw with the movie though is tom wilkinson's like juntao yeah like the bad guy of juntao i think um uh uh shoot i forget the blonde guy's name the blonde asian sang sang yeah like sang i thought was a cool movie man i know but i never knew his name he was i just when i was a kid i thought he was juntao you know (laughs) i was not a smart six-year-old long and he is like pretty much ageless he's looked the same i think up until just recently that's how it is with asians man it just it, like you're good, you're good, you're good, and then you hit seventy, and you, it just all catches up. It he's is not. I think he's like fifty. He was born in the seventies. Seven, it, yeah. But even so, like he doesn't. 
He wasn't Jin, was he? No, what? I don't think he was. No, but he, you know, you're right. It hit him like all at once. He was in a lot of movies though. Yeah. Holy crap! I didn't realize he's a bigger star than Jackie. He's. <laughs> well, he's yeah. He's been in the more American movies and like. It's kind of crazy. He was in Red Dragon. He was X Men Three. He was Spiky Needle Guy. Oh, he was. Yeah. Wow. He's in Vanilla Sky. He's in Saw. Who was he in Saw? He was Detective Steven Singh. Oh, he was a cop. The oh. Asian guy. The Asian guy, sure. He was in Star Wars. Who was he in The Force Awakens? Admiral Satur. Some just some guy in the background. He's probably an alien. He's probably one of JJ's friends. He's yeah. JJ's friend from from. Lost. He's JJ's friend from yeah. work. Um, <laughs> He's just JJ's friends from work. Yeah. But, hey, look at my friend from work. Hey, it's me. But no, I, I, I don't think. Uh, I, I, I thought he was really good. I thought he was a really good like you know the bad guy that's like always there like right. that top henchman that's you know he's always on the scene you know and and the and the good guys spend their whole time the whole movie like chasing him when really it's the guy above him that they really want right. but they don't realize yet you know like that that it's I the guy above him can't fight <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um uh, but he as well as I I don't like the reveal that the reveal of that he was the bad guy took place in the um Chinese restaurant without any kind of build up build up yeah right no I, I that's what I'm saying yeah. like in, in better hands like this, if he this showed movie up could have done something yeah if he showed up and you know and, and like oh you know he showed up to Han's house mm-hmm. and it's like oh my good friend you know like we're gonna help you get through this you know we'll, we'll figure it out together and then he shows up you see us at the Chinese restaurant right. then you're like this son of a bitch mm-hmm. but when you have it the way that it is you're thinking like Wait, isn't he the guy from the beginning? Yeah, wasn't he the nice guy from before? Oh, okay. I guess he's I guess he's bad. Yeah. You know, like that's how it hit me. Right. You know? Um but then and then so then if you show if you introduce him, then you show the reveal in the in the restaurant, you're like, This son of a bitch. And then you cut and then there's like another scene where he goes to Han and he goes, If like my advice, old friend, pay the money. Like then you're just like you Tom Wilkinson. Thank you. Then you're just like, <laughs> you're just like, fuck this guy. This motherfucker yeah. over here. Yeah, it's I like, hate this guy. But you know, yeah, because it, it's it's that whole idea of the movie of like we know the secret, but the characters don't. So we're like, come on, right, but right. This is just like, but yeah, then you have to also is. invest us, right? Before, like, you have to make. You gotta us... show. You gotta show us a save the cat moment with this guy where he's like, he's a super nice guy, right? Like, exactly. You gotta show us. You gotta, you gotta show us something. Yeah, you gotta give us a reason to feel betrayed right. to feel their betrayal when this guy turns out to be bad you know um so that's the you know that that i feel is a big missed opportunity in the movie that you're right is probably um you know because they had brett ratner directing yeah. and not someone like you know great good yeah yeah it seemed like it was like, a good script you get you get one of the the lethal weapon boys in there mm-hmm. yeah yeah because they've had some memorable bad guys yeah yeah but I think Diplomatic immunity. immunity. Yeah, man. Even Jet Li was like a cool bad guy in that right. in Lethal Weapon Four. But um you got yeah, so I feel like you have a good script, you have two great leads, you know, you have you know, great obviously the greatest stunt coordinator of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, and the directing, sure, maybe it, it, it was sloppy in a few places, but I you know, kind of things that could have yeah. been done better. Yeah. It was but, competently made. It was competently, yeah, it was yeah. competently directed, mm. you know, adequately directed. Right, yeah. I would say it was adequately directed. But that's honestly more than most buddy cops have going for them, you know? Like, uh, you know, Lethal Weapon's great too, mm. but I like the dynamic, I like James Carter and his dynamic with Lee a little more than it, Riggs and Murtaugh. Is it easier to see yourself in a, let's just say, a late 20s uh, character compared to a guy it, who's it like, could oh, be. too old for this it shit? It could be just age, yeah. It could be just that. It could, it's yeah. also like, in Lethal Weapon, it's also like very tough to relate to Murtaugh, who's you know old. and Old. And, and Riggs, who's insane. and He's just a crazy guy. Yeah, and he's also old himself. He's mm-hmm. like late 30s or early 40s. Right. So it's, it's tougher to, maybe as a kid, relate to that but when you see chris tucker you're like oh this guy's like what 24 25 yeah like he's relatively close to my age even though like as you were said you were six right you're like yeah it's like okay like i could when i 
when I play this, I don't have to say, oh, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't relate to being too old. Right. You but know? you could relate to being, you know, mid-twenties. Mid, oh, yeah, I can relate to being, like, you know, younger. lively, energetic. Right. You know, like, getting getting into trouble, mm-hmm. you know, talking, you know, getting shoving your foot in your mouth. Talking yourself in and out of trouble. Exactly, right, yeah. yeah. You know, I can relate to that. Yeah. You know? Um, so that is for me, I, I, and that, it made it a little more enjoyable for me, the humor, you know, also when you're, I don't know, I, I, I didn't like, obviously Chris Tucker's character is racist, you know, but I don't know any Asian person that's like, uh, rush hour. Nah. Well, I, don't, I, I I thought I, I didn't like their portrayal of uh of of San Francisco's Chinatown. For me, it's just like, yo, Rush Hour, fucking love that movie. Jackie Jack kicks us. You know? well, yeah, I like, think it's also one of these things where if it was just like Chris Tucker was saying all this racist shit, and then like Jackie Chan was like a total dweeb, and like well, yeah. and he was, was like, oh, yeah. I, oh, I kicked him in the face. So I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and like his shoe flies off, and he's like kind of like a goofy sidekick instead of like, it's like no, like. On the other, if like Jackie Chan could leave this movie on his own, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. fact that uh, what I'm saying is like his he, character—he's not a sidekick. He's right. not like on the side. Like, well, watch me like be all tough and like, and you just go, "I'm so scared." Like, well, that's another thing yeah. with Riggs and Murtov. It's right. Riggs does almost everything, right? And Murtov just kind of gets punched once, and he's like, "Okay, let me wait till I can shoot this guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Whereas like Carter and Lee, they they complement each other really, really well. Especially in this movie when Lee is the fish out of water. Yeah. So Carter, he can work, he can talk, he can work his street talk. You know, there's, at one point, Carter does actual police work. Right. You know, like, he actually, like, follows up on leads, you know, searches out and goes off clues, you know, gives up, uh, the, the detonator, checks it out with Bomb Squad. Like, right. he actually does police work. Yeah. You know, he actually has connects that he, uh, that he hooks up with. One of them's his cousin. Right. At, granted, you know, <laughs> but even that was a funny scene. Yeah. You know, and he was like, your mama bought me the suit. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I did find it funny that like how, his, how small the world is around like Chris Tucker where it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, like the guy in the red suit, that's his cousin. Like the guy, like the prison guard is his, like Steve yeah. got him the job. Did I down bust you for smoking weed? And he's yeah. like, I was splitting it with you. you know? I gave you the bigger hat though. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, like, like that's the thing. He, he's useful because, you know, he knows that he knows the terrain. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's obviously more charismatic, right. can talk in in and out of things. He has the connects. And then Lee has the, the, the freaking fists of fury. You know, he's, he's got the, he's got the, the actual fighting ability. And so those two put together, you have a really, really good team. You know, I, I, I we should, yo, you know, what we should do, mm-hmm. we should like do a, like a whole fantasy thing of different buddy cop pairs. Ooh. So Riggs and Murtoff. Versus Lee and Carter versus Maglari and uh, and and and, Mar- and Marcus, Marcus Marcus Burnett, um, and you know, what other buddy cop movies are there? Oh my god! There's got there's a ton. There's a ton. They, like uh, you do like Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte from oh, another Forty Eight Hours. Yeah. You could oh. do. Um, I'd actually need like I would need some time <laughs> to develop a, a to solid develop, list, right? Yeah, because I think that's a. It's we a could good do the idea. Nice Guys. You could do the other, yeah. You could do uh, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling Russell and Russell Crowe. Crow. They're uh, a great pair. Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Oh, that's a great pair. Uh, the Rock and Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart and just any and, and Stallone, any Stallone and fucking uh, uh, Kurt was it Kurt Russell and Tango, Tango and Cash? Cash? Yeah. Hell yeah. We have enough Tango and Cash. We should totally do Tango. I, my friend Anthony would love to come on for Tango and Cash. He's oh. me and him watched it. For, me and him watched it for the first time together when we were in Australia. Oh my god! It was hot as hell. We didn't want to go outside that day. Just wearing tank tops and sweating up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just that whole movie up. is just like baby oil. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kurt Russell is jacked out of his skull. Yeah. yeah. And they got tortured for so long in yeah. prison with that electric <laughs> stick. Just kept going. I was. Oh, that was that was fucking funny. Uh, you could do. I think was it Schwarzenegger, Jim Belushi, and Red Heat. You could do. Yeah. Uh, we Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks in Dragnet. You could. Oh man. Okay, I could do this really quickly. You could do Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> how, how many? How many do you want? You want? We have. If you want to do a tournament, so it has to be. Oh man, Will so, Smith and, and Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black. Black. Oh, that's oh. We could do a whole Will Smith section. 
Will Smith plus someone else. All right, so the for a bracket to work, and this is obviously a foreshadowed to our director's tournament, which is probably going to come next season, maybe yeah. our season premiere. Yeah. Uh, so we could either do eight, sixteen, or thirty-two, because that would thirty-two is like the four divisions. Thirty-two is too much. It's too much. Yeah. Sixteen, I think, is probably it's the all, sweet spot. Probably because eight, you're missing out on a lot if you only do eight. Eight is a very small. It's a small, small sample, but. I mean, if you're just going for the best of the best... I think you have to also throw in those wild cards. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Like, um... Like Abbott and Costello and <laughs> Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> or like, um... Like, different, different like, moods, too. Right. Like, Men in Black's a different twist on the buddy cop movie. Um, like Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. Training Day? Training Day. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? you could do... Damn. It's hard, because I'm going to be very biased towards... Tucker and Lee. Right. No, yeah. I, I mean, I, I to Carter you. and Lee. I'm going to be very biased. You could do <laughs> Shanghai Nights, which is just... <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, just Owen count, you know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> someone, this, someone walked into the production room and was like, what if we did Rush Hour, but with a white guy? But in the West. Yeah. In the West. In the in the Wild West. Oh, you could do Wild West, Kevin Klein and Will Smith. You could have a whole Will Smith yeah, section. A whole Will Smith section. The, the, Smith the Wild Division. Wild West? Yeah, the Wild Wild West. Oh, my God. That was a bad movie. But I loved it as a kid. But that one, yeah. I can't watch it now. You know, Rush Chris, Hour, I just watched it and I loved it. I'm trying to think if Chris Pratt was ever in a buddy cop movie. Uh, not really. No. He was in Jurassic World, obviously, 13 That's Hours, not... obviously, and, and Guardians. Guardians. I think that was really it. I think his, his filmography is pretty small. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, Mikey would love uh, if we did End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal Jake and, Joel and Michael, and Michael Pena. Pena. I don't know if I... Oh, Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nicholas, Nicholas Angel. Angel. And something that was in Butter. Butter. Danny, Danny Butters. Danny Butters, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Oh, no. We've done it. We have to do it on police day. Yeah, I know. We're, we're about an hour in. So do you want to give Rush Hour a grade? Yeah, absolutely. A 20. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, for me, uh, those two things with Lee's character... No, three things. Lee's character, the the bad guy. No, two things. Those are the only two things. Those are my only two flaws in the movie, and everything else is a plus. Everything, uh, like you know, Carter's a plus. Like Lee, Lee is a plus. Sang is a plus. Freaking Sue Young, like push the goddamn button. Plus, that's like <laughs> the the action's the, a plus. The early iteration of Little Tay. Uh... Yeah, but like on a, yeah. <laughs> But she's so she's so sweet. But he's even and even he's just like you've been practicing your kicks and your eye gouges, and then she kicks and eye gouges. Like yeah. everything comes like him him like messing with his with this the bomb squad girl right. like doing their and during her practice. And then of course she gets put on the spot and she does it in real. And so many moments of like come of comeuppance and getting theirs. It nah, this movie's a fucking nine for me. Get the fuck okay. out of here. Right. Everybody everybody leave the building. It's a nine. <laughs> Honestly, it's about like a seven. Or yeah, a seven no. and a half. Yeah, it's a nine. Yeah, no, it's a nine. I feel you. I feel you. Okay. I can't. I can't. It's this one's like it's I don't. Tough. It's not going to be on our movie mayhem Mount Rushmore, but, but you should know that it's on mine. You know, with Terminator Two, with Die Hard, Rush Hour. Like, damn. I put it up there. I really do. You know, and um, I don't know if I should, but I absolutely do. I know. Look, I look. I totally get you. Yeah. I I understand completely. I and like, I totally get why it's not a classic for you. Right. But, oh I, my I god. I feel like if it's... Ca- like, Ghostbusters, to some people who may have not watched it... Like, remember the first time you watched Ghostbusters? And you're like, yeah. I don't understand why. I wasn't blown away. No. But, like, then the second time you seen it, you saw it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right, now I kind of get it. That is it, yeah. And it, the reason why it's such, like, deep for me is the same for you. Because when I saw it as a young age, I was like... Oh, I How old were this. you when you saw it? The first time I saw Ghostbusters? Yeah. I think it was maybe four or five. Like, I was young. You might have been six. Okay. <laughs> you might have been the age. No, because Ghostbusters no, yeah. 2 came out in 1989, and I was turning five, and I saw that in the movie theaters. Oh, I okay. remember seeing that in the movie theaters. You you got all of Ghostbusters at four or five? It was loud. There was a lot of things that went, yeah. and there was ghosts. Gotcha. I was like, okay, I'm in. Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fully understand it until I saw it later, mm. and then later and later until I kept on watching it, and then I realized at a certain age, like, oh, I should not have seen this as a kid. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming from. Like, it, yeah. it just, something, it catches you, and you're like, yeah, this, this is me. It like, just I, kicks I you this. in the face, and you're just like, 
which one of y'all kicked me? Yeah. And Rush Hour just goes, me. Me. Yeah. I did. And then you punch Shanghai Noon in the face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I you know I I I totally I totally understand I totally understand where you're coming from and I think like it is a good movie it has a bones of being a good movie but I feel that I don't like Brett Ratner enough to give him any credit. Oh okay. I do, I think like if Jackie Chan directed it it still would have been fine. Like you still yeah been... because a lot of it is is a good script you know yeah I think that a lot of like a lot there's a yeah I think that he uh, it's not a good director he's just very much like okay I'm gonna put a camera here. And a camera here, and go for it. Yeah, but thankfully the the parts that really need to be directed well were the action yeah. scenes, and Jackie. And Jackie's like Brett, go fuck off to catering. Right, and yeah. Jackie had control of that, so yeah. I feel like he didn't get to damage it right. as much as he would of a movie, a, like a different movie. Yeah, and like I and like you said, the bones are there. The bo- yeah, the bones are definitely there. And you know, but the thing is, you can't remake this now. So you couldn't do it. You could. You couldn't, yeah, you do, couldn't it. do it. It wouldn't work. So the the but the ship has sailed. Yep. You know, as far as like, like oh man, like imagine doing that today. Like you could have had this person or that person. Like that ship has sailed. Let's try to see who the second unit director is on this. Oh because yeah. Because sometimes a lot That's of the good. second director is uh, does a lot of the action scenes. Although they do like a lot of like the. Dude. Oh yeah. Oh, speaking of speaking of second director, second unit. That fucking fall at the end. Oh yeah, that was, that was crazy. to get caught by a curtain. Yeah, that's ridiculous, Jackie. <laughs> what are you doing? Even that catwalk that he did, like to get from one side of the the roof to the other. Come on, Jackie. I know he's just too. Oh my god, what is wrong with this man? I, I just the the danger he puts himself in. It's incredible. I, uh, he's, he, oh my god. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I get, yeah, it's, he's, he's a, he's a crazy, crazy man, yeah. Jackie Chan. And again, you won't, you won't get that anymore as yeah. well because, you know, like, uh, and that's sort of, that's what I'm saying, this is the movie before the downhill where Hollywood started just churning him out and didn't give a, a fight coordinator like Jackie the time yeah. to and make sure you. Yeah, from like, you could, you could make this movie in like months. You could do like, over like let's say over like uh 12 weeks of shooting you yeah. could do like you could take your time with it to now it's like okay you have like three weeks to make a, a movie or you could spend an equal amount of months mm-hmm. on just the chinese restaurant fight scene right. which is how jackie rolls yeah you know like everything has to be perfect yeah like you know? the like you know you you throw the chair back you know he leans you back forward you flip you land on the on the carpet. You kick the the gun into the carpet. He picks up the carpet. He throws it. You got to catch it. Like right. all these things have to happen. You know, I, I perfectly, perfectly. And and now you'll either not attempt something like that or you'll give up on it. Right. You know. And yeah, if you don't get it within the first three takes, it's like fuck it. Move on. Yeah, we we'll need. On. We have yeah. too much to do. Yeah. You know. And that is yeah, just. It's, it's now become more editing than acting. Right. We'll so, get it in post. Yeah. And that isn't just not something Jackie allowed. No. So uh, for for that. For I, th- I think this being the only American movie that Jackie Chan made that 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 lives up to his quality mm-hmm. while also delivering a competent movie. Right. That that's for me is like the most I could hope for with Jackie. For me that makes it peak Jackie Chan. Okay. And that's why it's so high for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. But anyway, guys, you can tell us uh, whether or not you uh, liked Jack, uh, Rush Hour or fucking loved it with all your heart. You know, more <laughs> enough to have a, a Rush Hour themed wedding. Oh. Uh, I, I would totally have a Rush Hour How themed. How would that work? Would you jump off of the LA Convention Center to like uh, just slide down a? And then, um, then the wife's my wife's veil will catch me. Oh, yeah. Just a big, big leather veil. <laughs> big, yeah, and then yeah, and then I'll just slide all the way down, and then my best man will catch me. Right. Yeah. Or you, or, ta- you take her from her dad and like, I don't want no trouble. I don't want no trouble. <laughs> yeah, of course. Exactly. Exactly. We do, we, we walk out to war. You know? <laughs> Instead of one of those like stupid, like choreographed entrance Dun. numbers, you do a choreographed like fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could feel the rhythm in this fight scene. Oh you yeah. Know? 100%. It's so, it's so palpable. Yeah. So palpable. Um, yeah, no, I come out to Michael Jackson, like, like Tucker does to everything. Right. You know, like it's, it's so good, so good. Love this movie. Oh, um, oh man! So oh, yeah. by the way, this had uh, an Oscar. This had an Oscar nominee in no it. No way! As uh, the guy who does the star maps. 
Oh wow! John Hawks. Yeah. He was nominated. He's actually had. Uh, he he was nominated for Winter's Bone with Jennifer Lawrence. He, I think it was her dad. Oh, see that he's he's gone on to he was in Three Billboards. Uh, oh, I love that movie. He's he's been around, he's come he's come up that guy. Yeah. Well, that's part of why I hate the Oscars and any kind of award ceremony because you have someone as talented as Jackie Chan, as Jackie Chan, mm. who is undeniably talented in in his acting, his athleticism, his acrobatics, his dedication, the time he puts in, the work he puts in. And he'll never be acknowledged by these people, you know. Yeah, and that is. I mean, he's granted he's gotten he's gotten more than oh, he's, he's got gotten his, his due recognition of, in China. His fair share of MTV movie awards. I mean, not and even in China, like he's gotten so many lifetime achievement yeah. awards there. He he does get his due diligence there, but the influence that he's had on cinema, film, whatever pretentious word you want to use in America, will never be recognized so why would i ever care what those people have to think about movies yeah you got a point yeah i'm I mean, not i'm not gonna disagree with you i'll watch parasite i guess but oh, I'll, i actually watched parasite oh it was it good yeah yeah it was it was interesting i kind of uh, i don't know it, yeah yeah i mean i'll watch it because i think everyone thought it was good you know not just some committee it wasn't my favorite movie of 2019 it wasn't no, no. jojo rabbit still holds yeah, that's the next one yeah. you gotta watch. Definitely gotta watch JoJo. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't John Wick three. I'm sure, but you know, no. <laughs> was it? I just watched uh, the Amazon series Hunters, starring. Al, oh, you did? How was it? Al Pacino. Yeah. Uh, dumb as fuck. No, I did not like it. Oh no, because there's certain things that like I could let go, but then there's certain things that I'm like, oh, you had it, you could have done something with it, and you didn't. Oh, that sucks. Because there's um. It takes place in 1977, uh, and it's like a whole, like... 1997? 1977. 77. So, it takes place, like, in the summer of 77, and there's a lot of stuff going on in New York City. Okay. Um, That's true, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And you play, like, and it's, like, Jewish Nazi hunters. In... In, in the 70s? In the 70s, yeah. So. Like neo-Nazis? No, like not regular Nazis. Like, oh, just actual like, Nazis? Like Nazi and Nazis. Cause it's like they're still, like they're in New York in the 70s? I didn't know that. They're, they're, apparently they were all around. Oh, okay. So, but it's like one of those things where it's like, it's a well, now it's like a well-known thing where the U.S. government took Nazi scientists and, and put them in places where like NASA and like shit where they could just be like used. Like smart? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, they, they were divvying up talent between us and the Russians. So is it like Winter Soldier where like, with like Zola? No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like with yeah. Zola, yeah. yeah. So it's like, so it, it that's exactly because they like try and to build their Zola own hydro, build their own hydro. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so like, but it's like the the Nazis are like mustache twirling evil Nazis. We're like, we'll put poison in corn, in corn syrup, and we'll target minorities. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. but you still like, but they're they're. It, so they're taking actual problems that the U.S. government actually did, had, yeah, and saying it, it was Nazis. It was a, this comic book reason why it happened. Yeah. Uh, and. The funny, like one of the funnier things that I found is that, like the beta protagonist. So your your main protagonist is this young Jewish boy whose grandmother was killed, and that's the inciting incident. But like he's being chased by an FBI agent who's a uh, a lesbian black FBI agent okay. in the seventies. That's hard. Which I was like, I don't think that was a thing. <laughs> and then she faces like zero pushback or racism. Oh. Where it's like, I've got a case for you. It's down in Florida. Oh, you're just trying to get rid of me. It's like. He's still giving you a case, though. Right, yeah. It's not like... But is it like a, you know, babysit the Chinese, like... No, it's more inspector like... Inspector kind of case? It's more like when the, the case starts, like, you know, when you pull a thread and everything kind of falls mm-hmm. apart, and no, no one's like, yeah, you're off the case. It's like, yeah, you're... That... It's ten episodes, and that moment comes, like, eight episodes in, mm. where she faces, like, zero real pushback. And she gets roughed up a little bit, but, like, I mean, come on. Like, some shit happened in the 70s. Like, we weren't all, like, super progressive in the 70s. Oh, yeah. So, and, like, a lot of the side characters are way more interesting than the actual main character. Ah. And it's, like, I don't, like, and it's just some, like, logic issue, some, like, thing, like, and the tone of it, like, the first episode is, like, really good. It, like, gets you in, you're, like, oh, like, this is some serious shit. Mm. And then the second episode is, like... We watched the Quentin Tarantino movie, mm. so fuck you. We're gonna do this weird like introduction thing where it's like, you know, Mort Leibovitz did it, and did it. Oh, okay. And Ted Mosby's in it. Oh. 
and he he looks like a fucking like schlubby porn star. Oof. So every time he's on screen with Al Pacino, Oof. it's this weird dynamic where Pacino's like, "We gotta capture the Nazis!" Mm. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and it's like Ted Mosby does the whole like, "Yeah, we totally do." Like, oh, I was like, like this is. The tone whips so hard that like I just my neck hurt after mm-hmm. a while. I was like, oh come on. Mm. Uh, I don't recommend anybody watching it. Wow. I think it sucks. I hope it doesn't get a second season. I just wanted to to die right there. Uh, they and it's so fucking cliche and pre- predictable oh, no. that you know exactly how the season's gonna end. Ugh. So if I tell you, okay, so they're fighting secret Nazis, who do you think is gonna show up at the end? Hitler. Yep. Mm. They have the boys from visit. They have these clones. They have everything. It's so. Damn fucking pathetically like cliche but if i told you that a boy befriends a nazi who do you think's gonna show up hitler boom yeah look at that but that's yeah, yeah. but that's different because you find out like in jojo rabbit like being nazis are bad yeah and like well, hit, like throughout when you when you finally see yeah when i finally when see you it. finally see jojo rabbit you'll see like the hitler character's arc mm-hmm. and you're like that's a pretty good arc for hitler no wow <laughs> yeah. okay because th- there is a weird moment in Jojo Rabbit where you're like, oh, Nazi's not that bad. <laughs> He's okay. Okay, well, yeah. let's see if we can get yeah. past that. Uh, yeah. So, I think, uh, what's that, Matt? I think, I think that's the that's the shoot. That is. Is what I think. Yeah. Yeah, as always, guys, uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, at Movie Mayhem Pod. At Movie Mayhem Podcast on Instagram. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy a shirt. Uh, tpublic.com backslash movement dodcast dodcast with a d yeah if you want to talk about the hunters go fuck yourself i don't want to no if you want to talk about the boys the boys come on down yeah that's a good show yeah season two that's what i want that's what's up yeah uh yeah good shows can still be made yeah it's not that hard it's not hard it's not, not hard, hard at you know all. that's the thing I'll, I'll always lament for the good old days of rush hour but they'll never you know i'll never say that there's no good there's no more good movies there's no more good uh tv shows they're out there they're out there no yeah there's just, more like, there's just more bad ones yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the market's a little bit more sad you have to try a little harder to find that's it but they're there yeah but they're there and that's the hopeful message that we're gonna leave this episode on today yeah. maybe <laughs> thanks for listening everyone uh hopefully you all think rush hour is the greatest movie ever made and uh we'll see you in the next one yes we will see you in the next one peace Bye. Ah!